Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022 by making investments from coast to coast. Investments like building charging hubs for fleets of electric buses in California and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Ditch the clowns on the left and the jokers on the right and join Michael Smirconish right here in the middle. This is the Smirconish podcast for independent minds. As a reporter, I've covered about a hundred Trump rallies in my life, reports my next guest. For a stretch in the fall of 2016, I spent more time in magified arenas and airplane hangars than I did sleeping in my own bed. What I remember most from that year is the unsettling, anything-might-happen quality of the events, the chaos, the violence, the glee of the candidate presiding over it all. But with the commencement of a new election year, it occurred to me that I hadn't been to a rally since 2019. The pandemic, followed by a book project and a series of story assignments unrelated to Trump, had kept me largely off the campaign trail. I was curious what it would be like to go back. And so he did. McKay Coppins, the author of a great piece in The Atlantic, you should go to a Trump rally. By the way, that book project, a fabulous, fabulous book uh, biography of Senator Mitt Romney. This is McKay Coppins. McKay, thanks so much for coming back to the program. You know I enjoy your visits. What was it like to go back? Well, I write in the piece that it was kind of like um, watching an old movie that you've watched a hundred times as a kid, but whose like most offensive jokes you'd forgotten about. And and that was really kind of the the experience I had at these Trump rallies. In in some in some ways. Is very familiar, right? A lot of the same patterns of his rhetoric, the general atmosphere, um, the you know the the MAGA merch, the hats, all of it, right? But but you know, watching him, I had kind of forgotten, for example, how casually he swears from the podium, you know, and the the sort of tolerance of the people in the crowd who also yells, you know, things like "f Biden" or whatever. I, I was I was surprised by. Um, how casually he describes his political opponent, opponents as idiots and lunatics and corrupt people. Um, y- y- all that stuff, you know, I-, I intellectually knew that that was part of his kind of, uh, you know, persona on the campaign trail. But y- it is a different experience being there in person and kind of taking it all in. OK, but yet you also find a, quote, wholesome church barbecue vibe to these events. What does that mean? Among the supporters, it, it you know, I, so I, I got to this event, and I, the one I went to was in Mason City, Iowa. This was on uh, January 5th. And as you w- wait for Trump to arrive, there is kind of a um, general atmosphere of, you know, like uh, a, a friendly, you know, gathering of like-minded people, right? There's 
upbeat music playing on the speakers. Everybody is taking selfies together. They're uh, chatting amiably about, you know, their holidays or whatever. Like, it, it, it is not... I do think that, you know, a lot of people who have never been to a Trump rally, and especially people who really detest Donald Trump, might expect that these rallies are like, you know, uh, really scary uh, events, right? And and I think once Trump takes the stage, depending on your politics and your view of him, it, it, there is a lot to be alarmed by. But the people often seem kind of friendly and normal. And, and um, what what I will say, though, is that once you start to talk to them, it, 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 you know, becomes pretty quickly apparent the ways in which the candidate, the former president, has radicalized his supporters. Because, you know, I'm, I'm a believer, and I think you are too, Michael, that like there are the, the majority of Trump supporters are not these, you know, radical, crazy people. They're normal, decent Americans who have been. Uh, who have kind of come under the sway of this guy who, you know, I think is fair to say is, is a demagogue. But, he, the, you know, you talk to them and you, you, for example, I talked to one woman named Chris, who's a 71-year-old retired nurse. Very friendly, had kind of a sweet grandmotherly voice. We were chatting for a while. It was kind of a normal conversation. And then the 2020 election came up and she immediately shifted into talking about how the election had been stolen how she hopes that Trump is working behind the scenes with the military so that they can step in if the Democrats try to steal another election and, you know, started talking about how it might be necessary for the military to seize control of the of the government uh, if there is another uh, situation where Joe Biden is elected. And, and you know, this is not a woman who in any other uh, parts of our conversation seemed you know, unhinged or deranged or, or even especially angry, but she just kind of casually shared these opinions. And I think that that was somewhat unnerving to me. McKay Coppin's book, Romney, A Reckoning. This is the Smirconish podcast from Sirius XM. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. 
He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. Smirconish program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. We were having a conversation earlier in the program talking about Jamie Dimon going on Squawk Box and saying, I'll paraphrase, that it's a mistake for Biden and his campaign to denigrate uh, MAGA, the base of, of Donald Trump. Mm. And then Dimon, I'm sure you, you saw the sound or read about it, says, look, there, there are things that the guy got right. And Uh, You're not going to help if you go after his base, because that'll only inflame them and make them want to come out even more. I mean, I basically think that's true. I've always thought that one of the biggest mistakes a a politician can make is denigrating the supporters of his opponents, um, as opposed to just going after his opponent directly. Right. Um, And, and, you know, in, in defense of Joe Biden, I think there have been times where he he does this, but I think he has actually tried to keep his rhetoric trained on Trump and his, you know, political allies, not on the base. But you know, Hillary Clinton in in uh, in 2016, calling you know a big swath of Trump supporters a basket of deplorables, huge political misstep for her. You know, and this goes back Mitt Romney in 2012, denigrating 47 percent of Americans, Barack Obama talking about people who cling to their guns and religions, uh, religion bitterly. You know, like any time a politician starts going after ordinary Americans who support their political opponents, uh, they're, they're not you know, they're in a bad situation, I think. McKay, you wrote the following. If one thing has noticeably changed since 2016, it's how the audience reacts to Trump. During his first campaign, the improvised material was what everyone looked forward to, while the written sections felt largely like box checking. But in Mason City, the off-script riffs, many of which revolved around the 2020 election being stolen from him and his personal sense of martyrdom, often turned rambly, and the crowd seemed to lose interest. At one point, a woman in front of me rolled her eyes and muttered, he's just babbling now. So, you know, he reads the room well, right? I, I guess what I wanted to ask you is, it's it's almost like when I'm watching on television, I see the wheel spinning in his head, and he's trying to judge what what is working and what is not working, almost like a comedian mm-hmm. does, who's very effective. And you you know when Trump's going to deviate from the teleprompter because when the audience seems like they're in a lull that's when he usually pivots and throws in some red meat what is it that you're saying in the paragraph that i just read well it's funny because that was my impression of trump too based on the you know attending scores of rallies in 2015 2016 and even you know the years afterward but it is not my sense that he has the same command of his crowds that he used to. And I, I don't want to be kind of be over-determine this conclusion because this was one rally. I'll be out back on the campaign trail soon and I'll see if this holds up. Um, I will just say in Mason City, it seemed like it was almost the inverse of the old Trump. You know, it used to be that it was exactly like you said, when he started to feel like he lost the room, he would pivot to something uh, that he, you know, some kind of risk that he was improvising. Maybe he would, you know, start mocking his 
uh, you know, one of his opponents or, or tell a funny story or say something kind of subversive and he would get the crowd back. In this case, the, when he would go off script, he would often kind of start telling these long, rambly stories that people did not seem very engaged by. And, and you're right that he is reading the room. I, there, was a, there was one point I didn't write about this, but in the, in the rally where he was on his like third consecutive story in a row where he said, uh, you know, he actually paused and said, this, this is more interesting than the teleprompter stuff, right? And there were kind of some half-hearted cheers, but it was not like clear that that was the consensus view. Um, I, I don't. I, I wonder if he has the same instincts for entertainment that made him such a phenomenon hmm. in 2016. Hmm. Well, uh, are you, su- are you suggesting he's lost his? Are you suggesting he's lost his fastball? I, I think it's possible. Like I said, I want to. I want to see some more of these speeches, but I'm just comparing him to the Trump that I remember from 2016. And he did not have it the way that he used to have it. When you have covered these rallies, do you usually sit in a press section or are you in the crowd? So I I go back and forth. In this case, I was credentialed and and they kind of funnel you into a press section. But I usually find some excuse to slip out and go stand with the crowd. Um, You know, being in the press section has a lot of limitations, as you know. Well, I would also imagine that it, it, it gets a little uncomfortable because he points at the press section, right, and makes yes. reference to everybody without distinguishing uh, in any way. Right. Well, this is part of it. I mean, that that is one thing that he has continued to do, as I remember this from so many rallies, that there's always a part of his speech where he, he points to the, the press risers and calls, you know, calls us in the media, the you know, corrupt media or the you know, enemies of the people or whatever, and kind of, you know, encourages his his supporters to turn around and boo us. And he did that this time. And, and, you know, they they did it. It it didn't feel quite as bloodthirsty as it has at certain rallies. But it has almost become one of the signature moments of his rallies where he has everybody turn and, uh, and, you know, scream at or boo the, the, the media. And I will say there have been rallies in the past where it felt almost a little dangerous. People would throw garbage at us. You know, some a few outspoken people would just stand right there and scream in our faces. And that, that could it could get a little dicey. This one, it was relatively tame. Uh, one other aspect that you didn't write about in this piece in The Atlantic that I'm curious, there's, there's a, a high organizational aspect of these events, right? He's not just there for sound bites and to get on television. My understanding is that they've become a very effective tool for him to understand who comprises his constituency and take all their names and information and make sure they go out and vote or get active. That's right. They make you register beforehand to come um, or on the day they collect your information. They also are giving kind of, you know, marching orders that they consider the, the people who are willing to come to a Trump rally as sort of the most committed foot soldiers. That's where they they give the marching orders to the troops. And so in the kind of hours leading up and people get there hours before Trump takes the stage um, in the hours leading up, they, you know, at the rally I was at, they were giving, um, you know, instructions on exactly how to caucus and how to find your caucus location and how to make sure that you're registered and, you know, walking people through the process. That That is one of the things that has changed since 2016. In, in that first campaign, it was, especially at the beginning, such a shoestring operation. They were really just kind of slapping these events together. And, uh, you know, thousands of people were showing up. They took on a life of their own, but it was really just the Trump show. 
now he has a pretty sophisticated political operation behind him that has a very good ground game in states like Iowa and they're gathering data on their their supporters and using that data to make sure that they can stay in communication with them in the year ahead. McKay, I'm about to ask the audience, if Donald Trump were coming to your town, regardless of whether you're for or against him, would you want to go to a Trump rally? Uh, what advice would you give the audience in answering that question? So I will make my case that you should, regardless of what you think of him. Don't go as a supporter or a protester. Go as an observer. And this this was the the kind of main thesis of the piece that I wrote. I think that in the last few years, a lot of Americans have successfully managed to tune out Donald Trump. Now, maybe not all the listeners to your show. I think people who follow political news closely, um, you know, have, have continued to follow him. But I think a lot of people have have sort of begun to think of or see Donald Trump as an abstraction, right? Instead of as an actual person who is promising his supporters every day what he's going to do when he retakes the White House. And I think it it is uh, just good civic hygiene for us as Americans to go and see that in person, see what he's doing, watch an entire speech of his, take in the, the crowd, take in the atmosphere, so that you understand the stakes of the election. I completely agree. McKay Coppin's book, Romney, A Reckoning. Romney, A Reckoning. McKay, thanks so much. That was terrific. Hey, thank you. This is the Smirconish Podcast from Sirius XM. Spring? Is that you? Warmer temps mean new Allbird styles. Meet the Super Light Collection, the lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. That means more comfort and less baggage. Try the Super Light Tree Runner with a cushy foam midsole and breathable eucalyptus fiber upper. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. So what can you do in a Super Light shoe? What can't you do is the better question. And because they're super packable, the real question is, where are you taking them? Experience how Allbirds redefines comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com. Code SUPER24. Hey, the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new SUV like an adventure-ready RAV4. Available with all-wheel drive, your new RAV4 is built for performance on any terrain, from the road to the trails, and with plenty of passenger and cargo space, plus available tech like wireless charging, you and your entire crew can stay connected. Or check out a stylish and comfortable Highlander with three spacious rows of seating for up to eight passengers and with available features like the panoramic moonroof. You can sit back and enjoy the wide-open views with your whole family. Plus, both RAV4s and Highlanders are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and save on gas. Visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on RAVs, Highlanders, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. My son had a gift with technology. With reliable internet at home through the Internet Essentials Program, the world opened up. He's part of this next generation of young people who feel they can thrive. Through Project Up, Comcast is committing $1 billion to help open doors for the next generation with the connectivity and skills they need to build a future of unlimited possibilities. 
Eagle Smirconish program. Listen weekdays at 9 a.m. East on POTUS, Sirius XM Channel 124, and anytime on the Sirius XM app. I'm really surprised by the number of people who are calling and saying zero interest. I am You're too. listening to this program. You're interested in the campaign. It gives but, you something to talk about. I, but no desire to see it. Susan, what do you think? I think you should not go to the rally unless you are his supporter. Why give him the illusion of lots of people when you may not actually believe in him as a good candidate? You wouldn't want to go as an intelligence gathering. Uh, what did he say, my guest McKay Coppin? Civic hygiene? No. I'm a civic hygiene person. I watch as much as I can of both sides. But he is evil. He has no character. He's not anyone I will ever vote for. And I encourage people who are not already in his camp to not give him that bigly amount of people so that he can claim all these people love me. uh, Susan, thank you for that. Jeff is standing by in Minneapolis. Is this our Jeff in Minneapolis? It is. Yes, it is. How are you? I'm good. So you you would or you have in, gone? No, I I loved TC's comment about weather. I went through the blizzard in Des wow. Moines to get there wow. last week. Yeah, or earlier this week, whenever it was, last weekend. And so I was at Indianola, and I'll tell you, just, I mean, McKay's interview could not be more timely. Um, so talk about a war of endurance. You have to be there at 9 a.m., and I didn't walk out. I stood in 10 degrees below zero weather, I think, and for an hour outside. I didn't leave that place till 2 o'clock. Wow. <laughs> he even, <laughs> yeah. And I'll tell you, the people there are not your typical Trump people. They are many times kind of a middle to upper middle class person, great people. Uh, and then there's the combination of the long beard, Trump hat wearing guy there. I mean, it is a right. Wild the, tri- crowd. the tri the trilateral hats and the Gadsden flag crowd. Yeah. I, I with muskets <laughs> if they right. were allowed. I okay, but Correct. having been through the experience, what what do you want to tell everybody? Worth it or not worth it? Totally worth it. Totally worth it. Because that thing you hear that Trump is enduring in person that holds up. I was blown away at how I I can see a little personality in the guy that you don't see on TV. It's interesting. Jeff, thank you for that. Jeff, Jeff, a political tourist and our friend and benefactor of charities in support of this program. Ali in Ohio. Are you interested? Absolutely not, Michael. I'm the Jerry Williams guy. I'm the guy that I I love your show. Haven't listened to anybody, but you uh, since Jerry Williams back in the day in Boston, great show. I got more desire to watch uh, the Eagles throw themselves out of the playoffs with 20 uh, passes in the first half. Okay, this guy, I know exactly what's gonna. I know what this guy is. This guy is. We're going to become a satellite of China and Russia, and he's going to be dining on a yacht with Putin, and he's going to steal all our 401k. But I'm, I'm not and asking get, you to. But Ali, I'm not asking you to yeah, vote for him. I'm simply asking you to take in the scene. But I know what it's all about. I've seen the scene. I like that. Right. I, 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 I have a friend. I, saw a, I want to get back to the moral superiority guy talking about he had the moral high ground on the Democrats with Charlottesville and a guy who uh, wouldn't say there's COVID out there. 
I have a I have a well, friend who says one. who says good friend of mine. He says to me, I can always count on you for the big ones. He said, you're an event guy. Yeah, I'm an event guy. Marty, we're talking about it in the abstract. You've done it many times. What's the deal? Hey, Michael, I would just like to mention many moons ago when I worked for the Humane Society of the United States, I booked a guest, John Goodman, to talk about animal fighting after the Michael Vick thing broke. And I, I remember your email. It, uh, they had an automated response. Your email bores me. <laughs> Wait, I said that or he said that? No, 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 no. The, the, your automated email response, it used to say, my email bores you. It was at the bottom. It was an excuse to get people to call in. From me? You, you don't recall that? No. no, 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 not from you. It was, it was like the, the, I think I may have not talked to your booker at the time. It was, it was something that was the bottom of your emails. It just, it was just a tagline that you said, say your email bores me. Anyway, I've, uh, I got ahead of myself. Just wanted to say, I would recommend to anybody to go. Uh, it's both very entertaining, but it's also scary because there's like an air of menace in the air, you know, and you wonder like, this well, is what, and I know this sounds well, awful. This McKay- is what like a Nuremberg rally must have felt like. Wow. Wow. Okay. Well, that's your per- your perception. Having been there. Hear more of Michael Smirconish on Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124. Live weekdays from 9 a.m. to noon east or anytime on the SXM app. Connect with Michael on Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, and at Smirconish.com. Michael Smirconish for Independent Minds. Spring, is that you? Warmer temps mean new Albert styles. Meet the new Superlight Collection. The lightest ever shoes from Allbirds, now in fresh colors. These must-have travel shoes have a lighter-than-air feel and barely-there fit that made them the most packable shoes ever. Plus, they're comfy right out of the box. That means more comfort and less baggage. Experience how Allbirds is redefining comfort. Visit Allbirds.com and use code SUPER24 for a free pair of socks with a purchase of $48 or more. That's A-L-L-B-I-R-D-S dot com, code SUPER24. Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like updating turbines at one of our Indiana wind farms and producing more oil and gas with fewer operational emissions in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. America. 